Brett? I think there must be something wrong with me, Nick. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. It used to be so simple. Presents, family, music, eggnog. But now everyone wants to own it, change it, sell it, ban it. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Well, as they say on TV, the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone. Nick, Nick, stop the show. Nick, this isn't the Christmas special we made. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that a VHS tape? Yeah, I found it. <laughs> you found it? Yeah, which is weird because I don't even own a VCR, so I had to go to Goodwill and buy one just so I could play it. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. The tape is labeled 1985 Where There's Smoke Christmas Special. What? Yeah, I don't know. That's just what it says, Brett. That, that's, that's impossible, Nick. We didn't even know each other until about a year ago. Are you sure that's our Where There's Smoke? I mean, it sounds like us, but I'm as lost as you are. I don't remember making this. I don't even know how this is possible. And also, why are we so blatantly ripping off a Charlie Brown Christmas? I don't know. I mean, as the saying goes, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Well, we'll play it again. Let's see what's next. I just don't understand it. It's Christmas, and instead of feeling happy, I feel sort of let down. You need involvement, Brett. You need to get involved in a real Christmas project. How would you like to be the director of our Christmas special? Our what? You know, the Where There's Smoke Christmas special. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm the right person, feeling the way I'm feeling. Don't worry, Brett. I'll be there to help you. Together, we'll find the meaning of Christmas. Well, okay. Let's do it. Let's make a Christmas special. The Where There's Smoke Christmas Special. Starring Brett Gaida, Nick Jaworski. With MacGyver's Richard Dean Anderson, Max Headroom, the band Starship performing We Built This Christmas on Rock and Roll, and a special visit from You Know Who. <laughs> the Where There's Smoke Christmas special is brought to you by New Coke, the best just got better, Milk, it does the body good, and Teddy Ruxpin, the world's first animated storytelling bear. Now, let's see what Christmas has in store for our favorite podcasters. Hearing that old Christmas special of ours is kind of bummed me out. I mean, is it possible that all these years later, I'm still trying to understand the meaning of Christmas? I feel like it used to be so simple, innocent even. But now we've got the war on Christmas and then the war on the war on Christmas. I mean, Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie, but I don't want it to be my Christmas experience. Welcome to the party, pal! All that said, I'd argue that the Christmas spirit or Christmas cheer is real for a lot of us. People do seem nicer this time of year, more connected, merrier. Some are feeding those in need, or they're wearing ugly holiday sweaters, they're putting up lights, or they're humming carols as they walk down the street. Even the long, cold December nights feel festive. And so I guess, since we're doing a show this week, we could try to understand why that is. Why do we experience this holiday cheer in December? Is it even a real thing? And if it is, is it authentic? 
Or was it created by a Big Eastern syndicate? Wait, Brent, aren't you curious about what else is on this tape? Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 press play. A Merry Christmas, Bob, said Scrooge with an earnestness that could not be mistaken as he clapped him on the back. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family, and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon while we drink new Coke. The best just got better. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Nick, who did not die, he was a second father. He became a good friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew. He had no further interactions with the ghosts of Christmas specials past, but it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas alive. May that truly be said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Nick observed, God bless us, everyone. Wait, so we did Dickens's A Christmas Carol where clearly you were visited by the ghost of Christmas specials past and you're Scrooge and I'm Tiny Tim? Um, yeah, I guess. Like the sickly but lovable child? Sounds like it. All right, well, let's just just go on with the show. So in 2007, Peter Clark from the Griffith Business School in Australia published the study A Measure for Christmas Spirit. I was encouraged to discover that his research defines Christmas spirit as an attitude toward Christmas. Not that different from what Kris Kringle himself has told us. Oh, Christmas isn't just a day. It's a frame of mind. And that's what's been changing. That's why I'm glad I'm here. Maybe I can do something about it. According to his survey, the Christmas spirit has five components. Bonhomie, like being really happy. Gay abandon ritual, shopping, and a little bit of dejection. And that sounded like a pretty accurate Christmas cocktail, something I'd be happy to drink. However, it turns out that Peter Clark is part of the Department of Marketing at the Griffith Business School, and the study was conducted to help executives better advertise, promote, and sell stuff. Oh, brother. Oh, I think we talked about Christmas spirit in that old special, Brett. Wait, hold on. Look, let's face it, Nick. We all know that Christmas is a big commercial racket. What if Christmas doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? It's the one night of the year we all act a little nicer, we all smile a little easier, we cheer a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Well, that seems like a pretty good summary of the Christmas spirit. Nick, that was plagiarized lines from other Christmas movies. I mean, (laughs) did we write anything original for this special, or did we just steal everything? I don't know. Not that I know of. But I was only three, so I probably wouldn't remember. Well, I can at least say that I think it's accurate to state that Christmas spirit is a mindset, an attitude. And I think, based on my experiences, it's one that propagates itself. You know, the more Christmas spirit there is in any given situation, the more Christmas spirit that gets created. And that spirit in turn creates more spirit, and the spirit grows, and so on, and so on, and so on. And so on, and so on, and so on. All right, so there's this idea of Christmas spirit. And despite its business objectives, it's an interesting way to think about these holiday feelings. 
Well, in 2002, a study entitled What Makes for a Merry Christmas was published in the Journal of Happiness Studies. I just want to take a moment to point out that there is actually, in fact, a Journal of Happiness Studies. I just love that so much. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. A study entitled What Makes for a Merry Christmas was published in the Journal of Happiness Studies. In it, researchers Tim Kasser and Kenan Sheldon of Knox University in Illinois came up with another way of looking at all this Christmas spirit stuff. They call it Christmas Wellbeing, or CWB for short. Kasser and Sheldon looked at a number of different experiences that people have during the holidays. They tallied up how often they occur, and then they looked at which activities have a negative or positive effect on people's Christmas well-being, aka their merriness. <laughs> In order of occurrence, from most often to least, the seven activities were spending time with family and friends, enjoying food and drink, religious activities, carrying on holiday traditions, spending a lot of money on others, receiving really nice gifts, and helping others in need. Now, let's be honest with ourselves. A lot of us tend to eat and drink a bit too much over the holidays. I think it's a Christian thing. Christians love to eat to excess on their holidays. <laughs> what have you got for me? Well, it says here that Jesus had a very big meal, then he starved himself for 40 days and 40 nights. Whoa, 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 go back. What was the first part? <laughs> it says he had a very big meal, Jesus. Okay, let's focus on that day. That said, according to their study, while enjoying food and drink is the second highest occurrence, it has very little effect on overall merriness. What Kasser and Sheldon showed is that experiences with our family and friends and religious activities are the strongest predictors of a higher Christmas well-being. <laughs> In contrast, if you place a high value on the more material aspects of Christmas, spending a lot of money on others, receiving nice gifts, you will experience less satisfaction and lower levels of Christmas well-being. Otherwise put, while it might be great for the economy, materialism takes away from the true merriness of the season. <laughs> now, while those who rally against our consumerist Christmas might be thinking, see, I told you, this part of the study struck me in a different way. I have amazing memories of Christmas from growing up and they feel covered in Christmas well-being. And yet at the same time, some of the most joyous memories involve getting a gift that I loved, something that made me overflow with excitement or joy or gratitude. Now for me, there is no debate around the best Christmas present I ever got. December 1978, a Cobra Big Wheel given to me by my Uncle Bob. I remember walking into the living room, and there it was, sitting in front of the fireplace. No wrapping. It didn't need it, and it would have only covered up its pure awesomeness. But a huge red bow was mounted on its handlebars, so there was no mistaking this was a gift. Those handlebars and the big front wheel attached were turned 45 degrees from the chassis, as if it had drifted across the living room carpet and stopped dead in front of the fireplace. A big handmade tag was hanging from the front of it. My uncle was a cartoonist and an artist, and written in perfect red cursive letters with a thin green shadow accent, it said, Merry Christmas, Brett, from Uncle Bob. For those not familiar, which is probably many of you, 
The Cobra Big Wheel was a special edition big wheel released by Mark's Toys in the late 70s. Winning, spinning, breaking the big wheel by Mark's with adjustable seat, handy saddlebag. Do you remember the Bandit's Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit? Well, this was the big wheel version. Just exchange the Phoenix graphic for a Cobra. It was, in my opinion, the pinnacle of big wheel design. All black molded plastic with gold accents on the front and rear rims, a Cobra decal on each rear fender, and another Cobra weaving up the side of the chassis. And of course, a personalized license plate for each owner. Mine read Brett with two T's. I remember a feeling of excitement looking at that big wheel parked there for me that eclipsed any feeling I had had over any gift before. My Uncle Bob had made my dreams a reality. And that big wheel became my ride for years. My best friend graduated to a two-wheel bike. My parents bought me one too, but I just kept riding my big wheel as long as I could, as often as I could. It's still the best ride I've ever owned. Now, while the study may say that gifts aren't a main contributor of happiness at Christmas, I think in this case, and many, it is what the gift communicates to you, or how it makes you feel that is important to our CWB, our Christmas well-being. Sometimes that feeling can be about the person who gave you the gift. You know me, you get me, you love me. And sometimes it is about us. I'm cool. I deserve it. I'm loved. And so I think when the gift is a meaningful one, then it fits into a different category. It's not about materialism. It's about connection. My Uncle Bob died just a few weeks ago after various battles with his health and a tough life all in all. And yet when I think of the Cobra Big Wheel, I think of who he was underneath all the pain and struggle. I think of a moment, and there were very few for us, where I felt connected to him. Where we were both childlike, and maybe for a moment the horrors of the Vietnam War that he carried with him went away. I think that Cobra Big Wheel, both in the giving and the receiving, filled us with a lot of love and spirit. And it will always be a memory that warms my heart and puts a smile on my face. Hey, Brett, let's check out that tape again. It has to get better. Oh, all right. Look, Brett, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. That's, that's right. That's right. boy, Clarence. Brett, why am I always playing the kid roles? What is happening? Don't, don't look at me, man. I don't even know where this tape came from. There is another interesting twist in the Christmas well-being study. The question is posed, why might time with family and friends and religious activity lead to better well-being during the holidays? Well, the most obvious answer presented in the study is that family and religion provide relatedness to others, and religious experiences specifically provide a greater sense of meaning, which is also a determinant in happiness. However, the study also provides another possibility. Kesser and Sheldon write, 
A different interpretation is that because family and spirituality are core aspects of the Christmas season, people with these types of experiences meet the dominant social expectations of the season, and thus may be happy because they know they are being consistent with such expectations. Now those are their words, and it's something we thought a lot about. And we interpreted it to mean that people potentially feel a higher sense of well-being over the holidays when they spend time with family and friends or participate in religious activity because they feel like they are doing it right. They feel like they are being good Christmasers. Good job, everyone. Congratulations. And in many cases, probably good sons, daughters, community members, humans. The well-being is not from the experience itself so much as a belief of what the experience means and a score almost of how they are doing in the game of Christmas. And I think that, that's valid. I know I experience this all around me. People doing things at Christmas because it's what you're supposed to do. Whether that is making an appearance at a family member's open house, attending a midnight mass, or getting together with old friends for a drink. And often these things we are supposed to do are traditions, things that we've always done. And that kind of nicely segues into the last feeling or concept I found myself exploring in this journey for the meaning of Christmas. Nostalgia. In a Huffington Post article, psychologist Erica Hepper described nostalgia as the warm, fuzzy emotion that we feel when we think about fond memories from our past. I will always treasure our relationship and think on you with fond memories, warm feelings, and a special place in my heart. And this one made me go, hmm. Because the more I dug into it, the more it seemed that nostalgia and Christmas spirit might be linked. And that, in fact, that Christmas well-being many of us feel might be fueled by nostalgia. Dr. Clay Rutledge is a social psychologist and associate professor of psychology at North Dakota State University. His research on nostalgia has been featured by many media outlets, and in 2015, he released a book entitled Nostalgia, a Psychological Resource. Dr. Rutledge's research shows that nostalgia creates a number of psychological benefits. According to Dr. Rutledge, nostalgia has been shown to increase self-esteem and self-regard, promote the feeling that life is full of meaning and purpose, increase perceptions of social connectedness, and remind people that they are loved and valued by others. Where it starts to get interesting is when we look at what inspires nostalgic feelings. And there are both external instigators and internal ones. Externally, nostalgic feelings are inspired by social interactions, example, getting together with old friends, family, sensory inputs like smells and music, and tangible objects, example, old photos, or how about Christmas ornaments? So basically, if you're looking for a recipe for a nostalgic stew, you couldn't do any better than Christmas. I mean, are all three of these not predominant during the holidays? Gatherings, the smells, music, decorations. No wonder we feel so much nostalgia over the holidays. And then we have the internal instigators. Negative moods. The most predominant are loneliness and anxiety. Emotions that expand for many during the holiday season. Now, nostalgia is a bit of a double-edged sword. 
If you have just the right amount, it feels great. Too much nostalgia though, and it can be counterproductive. You know, when remembering the past turns into a longing for something or someone that you can't have back, well, then you have a problem. However, what Dr. Rutledge's findings focus on is our ability to use nostalgia as a resource to harness strength. As he puts it in his work, a psychological resource that people can employ to counter negative emotions and cope more effectively with the vicissitudes of life. So in other words, if the opposite of the Christmas spirit is the Christmas blues or the bah humbugs, then perhaps nostalgia can be used as an antidote to those negative feelings, a pathway to Christmas spirit. Are you okay? Boy, am I glad to see you. The clausometer suddenly just dropped down to zero. There's just no Christmas spirit anymore. Listen to this quote from the 2013 New York Times article, What is Nostalgia Good For? Nostalgia has been shown to counteract loneliness and anxiety. It makes people more generous to strangers and more tolerant of outsiders. Couples feel closer and look happier when they're sharing nostalgic memories. On cold days or in cold rooms, people use nostalgia to literally feel warmer. Doesn't that sound a little bit like how you think of the Christmas spirit? Doesn't that describe the feeling of Christmas in some ways? Maybe Christmas is a time where many of us are more nostalgic. And in being more nostalgic, we feel better about ourselves and our lives. We feel more connected to each other and more loved. As I look back on my life and history, I get that somewhere way back Christmas started as a religious celebration. But you know what? Somewhere way back, Taylor Swift started as a country artist. Things change. They expand out of the confines of their genre or religion and become omnipresent. And I would hope, and this may just be me, that the country music industry would be thrilled that their little artist has spread to the world. And Christians would be thrilled that this religious celebration has taken on more of a spiritual nature and spread to the world. And I believe one of the coolest things about Christmas in this way is that each of us get to celebrate and soak in the holiday in whatever way we want. If you are someone who wants to put Christ back in Christmas, then do that. Someone else might want to put Chris back in Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your or Christina. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And some might just want to kick back with a glass of eggnog, listen to some festive music, feel connected to others, and spend time with people they love. And isn't all of that awesome? You know, Brett, I realize that most of this old Christmas special we've been listening to has been pretty terrible, but maybe there's an answer. I mean, there must be a reason it showed up today of all days, right? There's only a few minutes left. Should we just play the rest of it? <laughs> Well, okay, Nick, but if it ends with you running through Bedford Falls screaming, Merry <laughs> Christmas, we're turning it off. All right, fair enough. I guess I don't really know what Christmas spirit is all about. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas spirit is all about? Sure, Brett Gaida. I can tell you what Christmas spirit is all about. Lights, please. 
The Christmas spirit isn't just about gifts or food or nostalgia. I mean, that's all part of it. But the real power of the holiday season is that it's the only time of year when being sappy and romantic and whimsical is encouraged. Christmas, it's a contract that we make with each other every year. It's the time when we prioritize telling those around us that we love them, when we actively seek out tradition and family and friends. It's the only time when adults are allowed to believe in magic and miracles. And it's when grown men can blatantly rip off some of their favorite holiday movies and specials, and it's okay. Christmas is when we reconnect with all those values we're taught as children that, as we got older, start to erode or find loopholes. As Frank Cross said, during the Christmas season, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. And it just feels good. That's what the Christmas spirit is all about, Brett Guida. I never thought it was such a bad little Christmas special. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needed a little love. Yeah, I mean, we may have borrowed heavily from some other sources, but we did make a nice little special. You know, come to think of it, it is weird that this tape just showed up. Where did you say you found it again, Nick? Yeah, it was kind of weird. I thought I heard, like, footsteps on the roof, and then maybe some rustling in my living room. And so I got out of bed and went to look, but there was no one there. And then I saw this tape just sitting there. It was actually wrapped with a, with a pretty bow. I thought it was weird. Wait, wrapped? Like in wrapping paper? Yeah. That is weird. So do you have any idea where it came from? Well, no. But you don't think... Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Well, I guess we'll never know. Merry Christmas, Nick. Merry Christmas, Brett. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Where There's Smoke Christmas was written and produced by Brett Guida and Nick Jaworski, with music by Vince Garaldi, The Believers, Blue Dot Sessions, and Kevin McLeod. Additional audio blandishment by Nick Jaworski. As it is the season, Weather Smoke reminds you that they are currently asking for listener support. If you want to help Nick and Brett continue to produce high-quality episodes such as these, please go to supportwts.com and become a patron of the show. Nick and Brett want to express endless gratitude for the support of all of their listeners this year. For more Weather Smokiness, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Pocket Casts, and follow the show on Twitter at ExploreWTS, and as always, find the show on Facebook. Coming up next. A night of Christmas Eve specials continues. There goes the Perry Como special. With the joyous holiday spirit. Now you're talking. Of our special Christmas. And to all a good night. Thanks for listening. We love you. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>